woman and it is about getting to know South African women because this show is all about girl power all grown up and today <laughs> today I've got Dumi Moraken who is a funny girl comedian Dumi I'm like talk just don't, don't tell lies keep talking <laughs> keep telling the people who I am just yeah what's your Twitter handle to me underscore Marake. <laughs> to you am I underscore Marake verified if you get confused um, there's a little verified sign there so it, it won't be that any other to me Marake except the one with the verification by her name did I mention she's verified <laughs> <laughs> and of course Yvette Angoma so Yvette became a, a Twitter sensation two weeks ago because she was on well, was our, perfect our perfect wedding. wedding. Were you the one giving the, the black one. dude? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the one that I've PVR'd. PVR'd. Yes, okay, so I'll see. I'll okay. tell you how you look. Can I come watch it at your house? Yes, because come. It is my well, favorite pop, show. Oh, really? Favorite show. Really? I'm that person that children in bed. Yes. Everybody yes. don't disturb me. I'm, uh, I must say, After Generations is the first show I've seen where I know if you want to know where to find the Black Sisters, that's ah. exactly where you're going to find them, in front of the TV. <laughs> and then I missed the one episode mm. that actually had people I know uh, on it. I was, I saw the, I, I saw the, the our text is going to be, and I'm like, oh, it's small. And Yvette, I was so excited about it. And then I missed the show. But, and, but today I, I get to have two um, exciting women here. And, Today's day is about candid conversation. Ah. It's really, it's that, just Jay, get to know each other. What's about how to, to, to break down those barriers? Yeah. I think one of the things that happens with women in general is we are so hard on ourselves. Mm, mm. And today is that day on mm. the show. Every month, once a week, once a month, we take a moment and we just delve into the skin of another woman. Yes. Just Jay. Because we can, because we get to know each other better, and we get to find ourselves in other people too, and we get to go, "Ooh, I'm not that crazy. That Dumi girl is worse." Oh, so. okay, <laughs> alright. I'm glad she didn't say it was me. I know, right? You know, you, you, I'm that the is for sensitive. An that is sensitive yes, about I'm, the crazy. It's because I am crazy, but that's okay. <laughs> but um, dear listeners, this is that kind of show. It's going to be a crazy show. It started out with so much laughter, and I really hope that. We're going to have some really touching moments and we're going to have good conversations. And she's already Twittering, Molly. Isn't it? Yeah, you are good. If you are listening today, you can catch us on Twitter, cliffcentral.com, at cliffcentral.com, or at pumimashuko1, or at dumi underscore morake, verified. Creative. Evie, yes. It's, spell the Evie. Y-V-I-E. Creative Evie, at Creative Evie. So everybody's on Twitter. Get Twittering, Instagram, Facebook, cliffcentral.com. You can call us directly into the studio. You can message us on WeChat. Call us on 0861-555-189 or send us a message. It'll come up on our screens and you can ask any question. But I'm, I'm, this is my, my first very big question. So to me, mm-hmm. I think what's happened in the past two weeks is the whole world has gone, shame, people that are comedians. There's this deep, dark secret that they are harboring. Let's get your deep, dark secret out of the way. A secret we are harboring? After, after the whole Robin Williams thing, I think we're all shattered. Yeah. That they, this guy was so funny out there. And then I saw, I saw um, a, um, a quote by mm. one of my favorite comedians, uh, Chris Rock, yes. saying that the thing about being a comedian is yes. you have to be so aware of every little thing around you so that mm. you can make fun of it. Mm. And if ignorance is bliss, the opposite of not ignorance is what? And he said, and that's why comedians tend to have their me time that can be 
a little bit depressing because then you know everything. Right? Yeah, so we go away and we step inside ourselves and you want you to leave us alone. Do you do that? Inside our little heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do that? Yeah. It's, you know, because people expect us to make them happy all the time and they expect you to be up for good times all the effing time. So, and it, you know, you don't have the energy to then explain these things that I'm a human, you know. Um, for example, you know, I was telling someone recently, when I lost my mom and my grandmother in succession, each time I, w- I had a big show coming up and the worst was with my grandmother because I buried her literally rushed to the airport and flew to Cape Town to do a show. Oh, no. And, and, you know, people are on the floor. They're like, oh, my God, that was the best show ever. And you're like, if you knew how miserable I was, how much I was breaking. Because I remember I literally had to fix my makeup about five minutes before I went on because I was a mess. And um, But drop each job and the show but must wh- go on. Why? Why? The why show must the go show on. on? Huh? Why must the show go on? Why because, couldn't you just take the time to grieve? Because I feel, well, I took the time when I needed to, but because I had something to do that I'd committed to, I chose to stick to that commitment. Sure. You know what I mean? Uh, but also, I feel like comedy, like being a doctor, it's a calling. That's what we do. We're here to speak to your soul and lift it. Mm-hmm. So I went to do what I was meant to do. And, you know, people talk about how when you look at the clown, you don't see the tears behind that mask. And that's exactly what, what comics are like. But having said that, depression is depression. You know, a lot of people suffer from it. It'll probably stand out when a comic suffered, suffers from it because you think, oh, but you're always happy. You're so funny. You know, that's the, but we're presenting this thing to you, isn't it? We are presenting to you who we are at home and who we are on stage half the time and not quite the same person. And Yvette, you had, you had a similar experience because you're an actress by training. Yes. And you... Duncan's always fixing my mic. Thank you, Duncan. <laughs> so you're an actress by training and you run um, creative characters. Yes. It's Char- a, yeah. It's a, a, we go into schools and we do drama for children, basically. Mm. Yes. And your mom recently passed away. Yeah, she died three months ago. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, yeah. And then having to get married on top of that wasn't exactly the easiest thing to do. Mm. Um but yes, I get I get what 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 Dumi's saying is that is that you kind of got to get to a point where you've got to stop and you've got to move on because other people are relying on you and children especially they don't mm. they don't understand loss mm. not like we get it mm. it debilitates us and you've got to kind of get up and keep moving because mm. somebody else is, is is looking for you to be strong and you kind of well at the moment I can't do that mm. but you you have to it is a you move on and you, you get it done. And I find that doing those things are a distraction as well. So I don't have to think about the fact that mom's gone, but um, because I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with children who I have to keep entertained. And, yeah. And, I've, and the, so um, other people's, uh, other people's, our perfect wedding well, is okay. one of my favorite <laughs> shows on TV right now. And two weeks ago when you were on with Mo, it was trending. I mean, I, I forgot to watch that day. It was so awful. I forgot to watch it. Now I'm out and I'm looking on Twitter and Facebook and people are going on about the show and especially about how, how is that? And I, when, when we saw the clips, when I saw the clips, um, advertising the show, there, there was a small moment where you were actually crying about your mom not being at the wedding. Yeah. How 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 is that getting planning that wedding and then doing it all on TV, reality in front of everybody? I just want to have a disclaimer. I'm not the one who decided that we were going to do my perfect wedding. It was Mole all the way. <laughs> really? And he will have to live up to the fact that he did this to me uh, up until <laughs> it will be my pool for the rest of our marriage, basically. Um, and on another level, it was a really good thing because there were a lot of people we couldn't invite. and Like me. Uh, actually, we have your invitation. It was at home, but I haven't. Ah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> ah. yeah, you can kick my butt later. Wow. I, I, yeah. <laughs> so you were invited. Um, but um, there were a lot of people that we couldn't invite. And the other thing is that there were so many people that wanted to come to this wedding. And I couldn't understand why, apart from the obvious being a black-white thing. Um, and they, everyone's so excited that I'm a Makoti. Every time we walk into a... Yeah, where's the Duke? Uh, there will be no Duke. You're lucky I'm in a dress today. 
And how does, and, and how and how how was that getting into this new other culture? What do we can handle? Random white girl. Random white girl. <laughs> no, but whoa, 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 whoa. Before you say I can handle, let's give the people at home context because they might be thinking, oh, so this being just issues with interracial. No. Why I can't deal is because I've never, the last thing I expected Yvette to say to me was, yeah, I married a black guy a week ago. I was like, oh, 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 that's nice. Is this <laughs> I didn't that kind see it of coming. thing. <laughs> I find it's easier just to put it out there. It's less of a shock when you do it that way. Um, you know, I've been with Mol for, it's eight years in November. So, I mean, I've had quite a bit of time to get used to the culture. But even having that, things change when there's marriage and lawala and all the rest of it. it. It all changes and you've got to kind of go with it. Um, so I'm finding it a little difficult to kind of go from being very outspoken, very loud mouth, opinionated person and going into a home where <laughs> I don't value that so much. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, 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 it is a bit of a shock. Um, in our own home, it's very different to when we go to our in-laws and vice versa. I'm also got to get used to when we go down to my dad. My dad's also very laid back, opinionated and uh, it's, it's very different on those sort of, uh, of levels. But, Having said that, there's so many similarities between our cultures that it can't be that hard, let's be honest. <laughs> and for, for you, Dumi, so Dumi uh, Morake, mm. verified, has <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, your married name is Osei Tutu, yes, right? Yes, Osei Tutu. Yeah. Ga- a Ghanaian. Mm-hmm. How has how that been? I mean, for a Musoto girl, Motswana, Motswana Buitumelo, in the Ghanaian life. It's 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 been easier for me. Easier, easier. I found it easier to to because you know with our own cultures we still have adjustments to make as we grow up. You know that when you're a child your culture doesn't come kick you in the ass as much as it does when you grow up and suddenly your uncles and aunties are sitting you down about what to do and what not to do. So I found it easier adjusting to his culture than to the things I was suddenly discovering I have to do and um. I don't know. Look, I'm lucky in that my in-laws are very open-minded, and um, because they they're such a such a mix, they they're like, ah, this is what's expected. What are you comfortable with? This is what really matters to us that we really want you to do. There's all this other stuff that you might have to do, but how do you feel? What you what you down with? Like what? They're really cool. Um, for example, when we got married, um. They strip you down right down to your underwear. They change everything that you have on you. You stop. You stop. I stopped being a Murakin, being on a say to do when they gave me everything right down to my underwear to wear. Right? Lipenti to me. Lipenti me, bra. And then the rule was, ah. and the rule, you know, the rule in Sotwana is that then I'm going to go to my in laws. I'm going to stay with my in laws. My mother in law came to me and she was like, dude, do you want to go home? Because your, your baby's small and you're not going to be very comfortable in my house. My house is cold. I was like, okay, cool. Yes, I want to go to my house. She goes, okay, go. <laughs> I was like, okay. And she said, but it's between you and me. They don't need to know you went home. I'm like, okay. So, so I think in South Africa, it was easy. As soon as I hit Ghana, yes, there was a huge change. Um, They're a very Christian family, heavy. Like these people went and they were involved in building a cathedral in Ghana. That's how hectic they are. So for me, it was that thing of waking up at five to go to church and then you must still go to church two days later and then you must still be in church on New Year's Day. Like it, it, that was the, the hectic thing for me, um, the church element. But culturally, no, man. I think people like to let culture scare them because they, I don't know, they have preconceptions uh, and misconceptions, preconceived misconceptions. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> Yvette speaks English as as her mother. Ne? We've got your number. Only busy more with those words. We've got your number. Yvette, will, it's her mother tongue. Um, but yeah, one thing I'll tell you about families is if 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 you bring someone in and you let them in on it, you're not hey, this is my wife deal, but you're going, I'm bringing this person into my family. Immediately they start to relax and open up, and things like culture and whatever do not have to become an attack on you. It's all about how you present yourself and the respect you give to your culture. Because we started off by just asking questions. What needs to be done? What needs to be done? It makes your parents and your uncles feel important, you know? And already then they go, no, let's let's accommodate them. Let's not make it too hard for them, you know? And how, how, how long have you guys been married? 
five years now. We we've been dating since 2001, 2002. Started dating in 2002, mm-hmm. and he proposed seven years later. And I was like, dude, you waited. Dude, you waited. Same as we are very patient. (laughs) Yeah. When he asked, I was like, "Do you think you know me well enough? I mean, has it been long enough? Do you think? I don't know. I mean, think about this." (laughs) Yeah, and so Yvette's like brand new married. Mm. If you were to give Yvette a piece of advice that five years later you wish you knew at the beginning of marriage, what would that be? They lie when they say you should know him so well he doesn't have to tell you. I wish they told me that before. It's a lie. Mm -hmm. People grow and develop. And you will never know a man so well that he doesn't have to tell you. Sometimes he does. Because then we get it wrong and then we wonder, but why are things tense? You know? (laughs) Isn't it I'm reading reading zero? From my reading, there should be no problems between us. You know, so that's that's the only thing that five years on does not mean you know this person like the back of your hand. They do grow, they do, you know, just grow with them. Yeah, grow. Why are you laughing, brother? Do you not believe this? Do you not grow and develop? Don't you? I cannot, uh, I cannot by osmosis know (laughs) that (laughs) you need to be alone when I want a cuddle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and for, for you, Yvette, so Yvette is also a youth minister. Wow. So one of the things that when I first met Yvette were, were very fascinating, this young couple, very fascinating, is what? They were waiting. That's beautiful. And one of the things that has made um, our perfect wedding a very big thing, why we all love it so much, is there was a crazy guy. Very in one of the very first episodes, who, who who was also he was 35 I think and and he was also a virgin, and then they asked him after the wedding because they ask you together so afterwards how it was and all that stuff and this guy <laughs> tonight is the night of the butternut. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, so the night goodness. of the butternut changed sure. the fortunes of sure. our perfect wedding. But I want to know, Yvette, from you. So having waited and this is your perfect guy. On the other side of it, is the sex good? Well, as a youth pastor, (laughs) (laughs) sex is a very big part of marriage. And I don't think we should shy away from it. Even though now you can all see I'm changing the color of my dress. Yes, it's red if... Anybody wants to know. Um, <laughs> it's on radio. It's Cliff Central, baby. We can ask anything. I, I Everything goes here. Yes, yes, that's fine. Um, <laughs> no, we do. We have a good. Serious we, we have a good, healthy sex life. We do, and um, it's important. Um, I read a book, uh, The Love Languages, mm. and physical the physical touch for a man is very important, mm. regardless of whether that is his lang- love language or not. Mm. Um, men in general need that physical touch. Mm. So um, I, I have these candid conversations with my kids about sex and uh, it's always kind of funny because the guys at 16 don't like to talk about <laughs> sex with me. <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> really. Um, so I'm, I'm quite candid about it. it. It is an important thing in a relationship. If you mm. stop having sex, it can ruin everything. But is it is it what you thought it would be? Yes. Interesting. Why was it not for what you? What did you think it would be? No, <laughs> it's interesting when someone says it is exactly what I thought it would be because uh, um, sex, jeez, uh, I w- when I think about the the girls' nights we've had with the red wines and stuff, <laughs> I never once ever heard anyone say it was what they expected it to be. It's either better or worse. You you spoke about um knowing a man. Mm. Mole knows me, mm. and he listens. Okay. I mean, he's not a very outspoken type of man. He's quite quiet, mm. unless it's called for, um, and then I tend to les- listen because the minute you start pounding me with stuff, I tend to turn off. But because when he speaks, and he doesn't do it very often, I tend <laughs> to listen. Having said that, he listens to me, okay. and I think sex is something that you have to work on as a couple, Yes. and you've got to communicate with one another. Mm. 
And that's important that mm-hmm. that channel stays open. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we're still at the beginning, hey. Yeah. So um, I think that is a we'll see maybe five years down the line whether or not I will be saying the same thing. Um, but yes, I think he is. He's he's wonderful and he listens and he communicates with me as well. And mm. see, but she's bringing up a very important thing: communication. Because one big thing I've realized is a lot of women don't tell their guys what they want. Mm. They're eager to please. But what about you? You also need to be pleased. Mm. You also, you know what I mean? This is not a one-way street. Mm. Let's let's make it work for each other. You mm. know what I mean? And I think that's the one thing about sisters that's disappointing. Oh, I don't know. I can't even spell orgasm. Well, have you guided <laughs> the guy? I mean, you know what I mean? If it's not working, then, you know, say I'm taking over, you know? Uh, but, you, you know, we, we do also... Uh, look... I, I distinctly remember that growing up, it was one of those things that we never spoke about. Mm. You never spoke about it with your mom. And that's why I ask it here. Because one of the things for me about about femininity and being mm. a woman and all of that mm. stuff is also about knowing yourself and knowing your pleasure points, yes. right? Um, Matthew, who's participating in our conversation, I think on, on, on WeChat says love languages are incredibly important and one of the reason with short relationships nowadays people expect to be loved in their love language but won't take the time to find others love language yes oh that's amazing yes, that's, that's beautiful who matthew matthew so I, I, kill. I have a cousin uh, matthew what's your address i handle he's deep you. and he looks cute matthew love it go to and see but and and I think it's one of the things that as women, just in general, we we don't know because no one talks to us about it. Guys yes. talk about it with each other. But, they, yeah, but guys even, are shy shying each other, please. Yeah, Mara Akira. Yeah. But <laughs> how li shy shy yeah, are you still for an hour, brother? I was in there, man. You're still Jay in And and I think it's 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 beautiful. You know, it's you're exploring it, you're finding it out and you're just learning. Yeah. And, and and the thing about it for me, Vet, is that it's also you don't know. Hey, no there's no beginning and there's no end. Mm. So it, it it just it keeps changing, keeps evolving, and you must and the most important thing is it must be fun. Yeah. <laughs> it must never become a chore. That's, yes, that's that, yes, the advice I have been yes. given. It must never become a Oh, okay, so we haven't had in about a week. We need to have. No, it can never be like that, mm. because when you make a connection with somebody, and that's what it is, yeah. it's a connection with somebody. Mm. That's when you build on your relationship, mm. and and that's that's important. Even if you're tired, even if you're you had a long day, you have a headache. You know those are headaches. You know, I've had headaches and long days. To me, I've, well, no, and I have a headache. My husband knows it's a it's a it's a cue. It's not a headache. Oh, let's go do these things. No, <laughs> because when I do have a headache. I actually have found that sex helps me. Yeah, it does. Because really? literally those endorphins that you release, yeah, just it's it's a release. Mm. I'm relaxing. It's probably a tension headache, and that sex is helping me. Mm. So I don't know if there are women out there going to kill me now going, great, you've just killed my excuse. But try actually, guys, if she has a headache, offer her sex. Tell her it helps. Um, <laughs> and to me, but but really, this is the funny, funny aside. Mm. Um, headaches, long days. For you, your career also mm. demands a lot of you mm. emotionally, mm. you know, and now you've got kids, three little babies. Three. three. I still get some. Step that ass, baby. Me, I don't waste time. And Mama gotta eat. Mama gotta eat. <laughs> <laughs> but, and how's motherhood? Motherhood is, is wonderful. It's <laughs> difficult when there are three at times. But it's being honest about it that helps. Um, because I'm shocked. No, you're no. shocked. The thing is, this, I'm shocked that you, you three. Know, three ages in five years, bruh. No, I've been pregnant most of my marriage. Oh, my um, five, two, and seven months. Good God. Yeah, because we, we, you know, me and my Lip man. Easy. And you gotta get them. Easy. Mm, you gotta get some. Wait, you guys are gonna heat me up. Hold on now. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about that. Um. <laughs> 
No, it's something I learned with our first child just before we had our second one. Uh, a lot of women, I think what they get wrong is that the kids come and then the tunnel vision, it's the kids, they forget about the man. They forget the children is, is there because isn't it the husband is there. That's the husband is the reason you have these children. And these children need their mom and their dad. They don't need one of you. Okay. So I, I had to learn, and I learned this with my first child, that I must remember I'm still his girlfriend. I'm still his Miss Sexy. So I had to remember to be Miss Sexy for him. And I went and made decisions that helped me. Because also we try and be perfect. You know this thing about how we hard on, on ourselves? We try and be perfect. And I was trying to be that. Trying to be the perfect mom. Forgetting to be the perfect wife. What's a perfect mom for you? Well, I thought a perfect mom is one who never gets it wrong. I must be on top of everything about my child. I must be with him when he wakes up and he goes to sleep. If I'm at work, then when I come back, I must cover those hours I was gone. And what I learned is no. Unsustainable. Unsustainable. Completely. Especially when they're three. And you know who told me this? Funny enough, my mother-in-law. She sat me down and she said, are you going to stop trying to be perfect now? Are you, gonna, are you ready to be human? Because I can see it's killing you. And she was right. I thank God for my mother-in-law every day. That woman was sent to me. Okay. And I, what we've done now is every weekend the kids are gone. The smallest one doesn't go yet because she's still small. I'm still breastfeeding. So we leave her with the nanny. So but two boys and one girl. Two boys and a girl. So I could close the shop nicely. So <laughs> so what we do is weekends, we send the kids away. Every chance we get. If they are home and the parents can't get them, I pay the nanny extra. I bribe my sister. Somebody else has the kids. Then me and my husband go and be boyfriend and girlfriend. And I hope every woman who's listening who has children and a man, that man needs you. I have I have four children, not three. It's the babies and my husband. And they all need me. You know, I have my lingeri there. For some days. <laughs> and um, when I'm exhausted, he knows I'm exhausted. I'm not exhausted and I expect him to throw bones and know I'm exhausted. I'll tell him I'm exhausted. And my husband knows how to get into these things. He will almost run me a bath, offer to massage my shoulders. And he knows there, just when he reaches that spot there by the shoulder blades, I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> Let's have that conversation. You know what I mean? So I think also guys should learn to not read it as I'm, I'm rejecting you. When I tell you I'm tired or I'm rejecting you. When I tell you I've had a hard day. You can make it part of the foreplay. And if you can see that she's really not going to be into it, fine. Step back, give her a nice massage. She will jump your bones when she wakes up. You know what I mean? So people also need to learn to not take things personally. Mm -hmm. If I'm tired, if he's tired, you know, I understand these things. And yeah, just be open. And do you find, so so you're in the public eye a lot. Mm. And Yvette, I'm sure now, after your, your debut, <laughs> people are stopping you in the streets. Yeah, uh, they are. They are. My debut. <laughs> like yes, yes. You took our man. You took one of the good ones. <laughs> Have you heard that? Have you heard that? It's happened before. We had the whole perfect wedding thing. Mm. Before, women were like, ah, and now? And what happens when you get married? And then, are you going to follow our culture? And there's been a woman more than men. Um, but since the perfect wedding... We haven't had any of that. We've just got, I know you. I saw you on TV. Oh, but you've got to backtrack. I want to. So how do you, how did you deal with that? How did you deal with, with the confrontation that says you took our men? Where were you yeah. when he was looking? Mm, thank you. And you know what kills me about these women asking you about, are you going to do our culture? Are they doing their culture? Well, that's it. And I think, do they even understand their culture? Exactly. Because a lot of people don't un- understand their culture like mm. like you asked me where's my dookie okay my mother-in-law sat me down and said to me we're not going to make you wear a, a dookie you can wear pants to the house mm. there, there's been none of that sort of because mm. i sat down and i went right what is expected of me what what do mm. you want mm. and they um they just uh they were very open about stuff mm. matthew wants to know matthew is engaged in this conversation he wants to know on a scale of one to ten how important is sex to you Eleven. I was going with fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, we are up the top. <laughs> there is a reason why we buy things like lingerie, okay? <laughs> fifteen. Events. Well, I'm still newlywed, oh, hey? Oh, you are yeah. new to this game. Yeah. Yeah. I am newlywed. Tap hard. <laughs> New to this game, 15. That's mm, game. Mm. I'll be phoning you in the year. Mm. <laughs> Don't wear yourself out. You cannot. <laughs> With sex, you can only get better and stronger. Women wear yourself it. out. 
But women tend to get more energized yes. after sex. Men go to sleep. Yes. You want, you want, you want. Ah. Physic- yeah, you're on your physical body. Women will be able to go longer than men yes. will. And, and, you know, as, 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 as guys, as, as your marriage and your sex continues, you start to discover new things as well. You did not know you were a freak. And then you, you're like, oh, hello. Can we try this? <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to have a girls' night show and I'm going to call the two of you. I'm going to have a bottle of wine here. <laughs> Ridiculous. I'm going to ask Elna. We're gonna we're gonna ask Elna in here. We're gonna take it on. I can't. I need to breathe. Let's play a song. <laughs> oh my girls, stand in a circle and clap your hands. This is for you. Ups and downs, highs and lows, and no matter what, you see me through. My boyfriend, he don't answer on the telephone. I don't even know where the hell he goes. But all my girls, we're in a circle and nobody's gonna break through. Very tight ship here yeah. to me. Hey, but hey, hey, what's hey, the guy saying on your thing? I'm a little The guy, he's saying, can they open their ears? Please. Yeah, <laughs> ladies, open your ears. This justice, Justice Lishilo says you must open your ears, ladies. He wants to be ravaged. He wants you to ransack his studio. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but you were you were telling us of, of, of the thing you were telling us about. Oh, when my auntie sat me when, down. Yeah, when you were when, getting married. Yes, yeah, so when my mother was still alive, God rest her soul. They all set me the night before the wedding, aired out, and because uh, this is when they lie, you know, to a liar is when they tell you what to do. And I remember them going, and to me, you never hold back sex. You never. It doesn't matter how angry you are at him, you don't hold <laughs> back. And I'm sitting there going, mm-hmm, if you knew how I jump a brother, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I thought it's interesting because it's true that I, I've spoken to girls who've said they use sex as a power tool. Uh-uh. Like I ask him for stuff and then I get on him. I'm like, really? Really? That just no. cheapens it, though. Yes, I was going to say, that's... Uh, I guess to each his own, but I it feels unfair. That's that's not fair. There was this one girl who was like, yeah, just before he comes, I'll ask him. And he knows <laughs> if he doesn't say yes, I'm getting off him. I'm like, you cannot be oh, serious. That kind of resolve. That is evil. That means you're not even having good times that yourself. That kind of resolve. Me, my focus your mind is, focused. Yeah, because yeah. me, when, when we are in the business, I'm just thinking, yo, I'm about to arrive. Yeah, I'm at Park Station. Are you, are, are you funny? 
all the time? Are you funny at home? Like, no. You, no. Do you know when you're being funny to me? No. I know when I'm trying to be funny and my husband goes, why do you leave all the crap for me? You do your best stuff on stage, then you bring this home. Why? <laughs> why me? <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I, I, my sense of humor comes naturally. I don't work on it so much. So my mother-in-law did say to me that she likes that. She likes that uh, I, I break the seriousness of things. I I break ice and that mm-hmm. that's important, you know? So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I'm that funny, but I'm still, I am me. You know, it's interesting. When I say it's a calling, um, I believe in a lot of, there's a lot of things I believe in, but I do believe in the spiritual controlling the physical. And I remember once going for a, um, it's like, the, I think they call it spirit healing. It's just, it's one of those things. I was in a mess. We just lost my sister-in-law and I needed someone, you know, um, because shortly before that, I'd lost my mom. So I went and this, the first thing this guy did, was joke with me. And I was going to the loo. Then when I came back, he said, do you know why I joked with you like that? Because I don't normally do that when people arrive and I don't know them. And he said, I read you immediately that you're, you're, a, you're a comic, you're a clown. And I didn't say anything, you know. And that's why I say some things are callings. So it'll come naturally. I can make people feel good. And I end up feeling good when I see a room full of people feeling good. It, it helps me as well. You know what I mean? And speaking about callings, is that how you feel about your ministry? With children, yes. Mm. Uh, I fought it for so long. I was going to be a star. I was. <laughs> I was, what do you mean get a teaching diploma, Dad? No. I don't need to eat. I'll be skinny. Yes. Um, <laughs> that was the conversation. I won't lie to you. He wanted anything but me to become an actor. And I fought it and I fought it and I fought it and I pushed and I pushed. And I've landed up teaching children drama and I've landed Aww. up in the church. And and I, I teach from 18 months all the way up to 18 years. I get a really wide spectrum of young people. And um, and, and it is. It is a calling. Mm. Not a lot of people can do that. Not mm. a lot of people can make people laugh. Mm. And, and not a lot of people can talk like you speak. Mm. And you speak your mind and you, you, you speak about things that people don't want to talk about. Mm. Um, so, yes, I do believe that we are all called to something. Yeah. Um, whether it is on a bigger spectrum or not. Mm. Which is a very fascinating thing because I think the world is so is so full of trying to mm. do stuff because mm. it's what people must see. Yes. You know, because we live on Facebook and Twitter mm. and all of those things. Yes, so the, the stuff girls. that we do, we do for the camera. <gasps> oh, it's like, you know, when I go right now with my kids being toddlers, you end up at many birthdays. And there was a time I was so hard on myself for never having baked my child a birthday cake. I mean, there are mothers <laughs> who will bake that freaking thing from scratch, okay? They will make the decorations themselves and put together the party together. And, and I realized, it's okay. My skill is outsourcing and it's fine. I know how to delegate. It's, I, that, that's not my thing. And, and I think that's another thing we do as women is... Again, you can't just go, this is my limitation. Let me make peace with it. Mm-hmm. Now you want to top Nomsa, you know. Oh, Nomsa lost 10 kgs. I'm going to lose 15. But, you know, if you lose another kilogram, you're going to look like a poster child for feed, uh, feed a child, you know. But I think, yeah, we, it's so hard for us women to be comfortable in our own skins, man, because we're so busy trying to catch up with, so what's the new thing? What's a, what's a woman? What's, what's, what makes you woman of the year nowadays, eh? Is it the weave? Are is you, the weight? when you, when you look at yourself in the mirror, are you comfortable with the chick that looks back at you? No, I'm a chick. Of course I'm not. No. It's ingrained in me. I'm not comfortable with myself. for gym i don't so i'm like let me change the way i eat but i love my food i love i love my carbs my husband still wants to jump me which means he must still think i'm sexy but i'm still not happy mm. i don't i don't look in terms of what i do and who i am i love the chick i look at in terms of my physicality i always feel like i'm not loving myself enough yet i need to suck it all in and 
But it's also because look at the industry we're in. If okay, if I can tell you how many times somebody tells me how fat I am on social media. Oh my god. How you know what I mean? And then I start to go, Yeah, maybe I do. So then How does it person like and you know, and then, general you are fat? It happens. No, and it then, does. Yeah. What? They did it to me on yeah. my perfect wedding. Yeah. I got the school needs a tan. Uh, who wears red shoes with a white dress? I did, evidently. <sighs> that dress doesn't suit her. And I'm like, <laughs> it was called my perfect wedding, mm. not your perfect yeah. wedding. And I'm sorry, I know that I'm white. You don't have to keep reminding yes. me. I know I blow out the cameras and the lights. I get it. But I don't want skin cancer. Therefore, I'm not going out into the sun to make myself something that yes. I am not. Yes. And, yes. and I think we have to, uh, you must get it far worse than what I did. I just read this and then somebody yeah. made a comment and my sister is beautiful about how beautiful my sister is and my whole like growing up as a teenager with way back to, yeah. oh my goodness, I'm the ugly sister. And it yeah. was my wedding. Yeah. You know, and, and how do you, how do you, as a woman, especially because we're so hard on ourselves mm. already mm. that we believe half of this mm. stuff. I mean, you must get it far worse yeah. than what I have. You have to develop a thick skin. So I've accepted the fact that I am a sensitive person. Are you sensitive? But yeah, but now I give myself I give myself a deadline. I give myself I'm like okay I'm gonna, if I'm gonna be miserable about this I'm gonna be miserable about it for 30 minutes. <laughs> if I'm still miserable I need to write about why I'm still miserable about this because this is clearly someone who either has bad manners or is just miserable in their lives and they wanna share their misery. Why am I making it my problem? You know what I mean? Because generally people are they can get quite mean, quite mean, and yeah you you just you know, I like what AKA tweeted because somebody said something rude about him after he was on Comedy Central and he said, your life is going to suck as equally even after you've said what you've said. Oh, your life is not about to get any better. You know? I once sent a guy a message that clearly your mother did not breastfeed because he was just... You know, somebody's now being mean and it feels like this, I, this was completely uncalled for. I was sitting here minding my own business and then it was a drive-by shooting. For no reason! So I was like... Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> but um yeah i just feel like sisters should support each other more you know and not pull each other down we not pull each other down so damn much um I, i've started to see it in my career now where there are women who will support like if there are corporate gigs and stuff there'll be women who push to have me get the gig as opposed to the next uh male comic and i wish we could do that for each other on a personal level as well you know just carry each other support each other i'm so you know like i get shocked when people are like yo i can't believe you know i saw how you were panting last show i'm like should i not be no isn't it now competition aren't you scared they're gonna dethrone you no my friend my throne has enough space for everybody. It's a sofa. I didn't even know it was a throne. I thought it was a, a nice white sofa for everybody to sit on. You know? Yeah. People don't understand that when sisters stand together, the power that comes from that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I mean I'm in a lonely industry where there's a lot of guys. Why should it not excite me that there's another woman coming on board? That there are other women coming on board, in fact. Because also it's a sign of a growing industry. You know, I mean, think about David Gao and Caruso de Lidija. Do you think they were panicking? Because for a long time, those were the only black male comics in the country. Now you throw a stone, you'll hit at least 25, you know. So the it, industry it, has grown. The it's industry grown has phenomenally. grown. And it saddens me when, you know, Women's Month and all that, I get to do quite a few corporates. And I'll get there and I'll hear about how women get to the top and they're really mean to the women who work under them. I'm like, for what, my sister? Isn't it you are building a legacy? You want one day when you're really old for someone to go, you know, it started with Nomsa and she built us each up. And this company today is one of the top 10 companies in the world run by women. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like people need to see beyond here. You know, I was I was telling someone about this Adinkra symbol. I saw, you know, the Adinkra symbols that you find in, in Ghanaian mm, culture. Mm. And there's one of, of this animal. It has two heads. In some of them, it has four heads and one stomach. But they're each fighting. They're fighting instead of working together to eat. And my father-in-law was explaining it to me, saying, you see how they have two heads and they're going opposite directions. But they need to feed one stomach. It's about us as humanity. We are trying to feed one stomach, but we're fighting against each other, which means no one's going to eat. And for me, that's the same thing with this industry. It's the same thing with any industry where women still need to be empowered is, ladies, we are one stomach. The minute you kill the other head, you must know you're killing yourself as well because now you'll have dead weight to pull and that stomach will not get fed. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. So I just feel like, yeah, women need to just... 
own it, man. Own your womanhood. Own your sisterhood. Stand together. Why do you think men are still running and, things? But for you, what is your, I'm working towards that thing. What is that thing for Dumi? I really want to work internationally. I feel like as a comedian, I want to speak with a universal voice. I find my voice very South African right now. and um, But it's because it's where I am. So I'd like to step out of my own space. Have you, ever, have you ever had shows in Ghana? I've done shows in Ghana, Edinburgh. I'm doing London in October. I've done Botswana, Zimbabwe. Almost, yeah, those are international. Huh? Yeah, but isn't it now? Passport. I want, I want oh, every one of those places. If I just temper in a passport, I do what's international. But when you're on the continent, you're still speaking to your family. You know, I, I've always believed in Africa without borders. You know, Hala, that's yeah. Um, so I feel like that's home. So it'll be nice to step out and see if I can do it as well. Mm. You know what I mean? That's 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 my big thing. Um, and I really hope uh, I will have. I'll get to mentor someone. I'm yet to meet a female comic who comes up and says, hey, can you be my mentor so that we can walk this path? And it would be great for me one day to be sitting there going, I uh, had a hand in uh, the famous Zanelle, you know, <laughs> being on tonight's show with David Letterman. You know what I mean? So that's the thing. I, I really hope to, to keep giving. Mm-hmm. And, and for you, Yvette, after being on the show, do you feel that you had your perfect wedding? It was ours. So, yes, it was my perfect wedding. Lovely. Um, you know, it might not have been five-star meals plated. Uh, it, my dress was rented rather than bought. And it was funny because it was, it was the guys on Twitter that were going, why can't these these black women listen to her. Mm. Why must you spend 18,000 rand mm. on a dress? Mm. And I can't bring myself to spend 18,000 rand on a dress mm. that I will never wear again, mm. ever. And mm. it's white. Um, how often do you wear white? And and then there was another part of me who's like, well, if I buy the dress, then I can cut it up and make something else. But mm. I'm a bit of a sentimental fool, so mm. I would never cut up my own wedding dress mm. to make something else. I couldn't do it. Mm. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And I think... What we had and what we worked with um, made it ours. Mm. Mm. And that's that's what a wedding should be about. It shouldn't be about keeping up with the Joneses. Yes. That kills me. It, and, and, and I've noticed this quite big within the African culture is that we don't want people speaking about us in a bad way. Mm. Don't care what people think about mm. me. Don't talk about my husband because <laughs> then I'll get you. <laughs> but you can talk about me. Because yeah. I don't care what you think about me. Yeah, it's true. Like they end up in a lot of debt, and then mm. you hear the marriage ended a year after the wedding. Why? They were in debt, and it became too much because then it's your fault, your fault. My husband and I on our wedding night, our wedding was paid off, and people had their whispers. People had their things to say about my catering, and I was just like, "Did we have a good time? Yes. Are we married? Yes. Did our families get to enjoy and see us get married? Yes." That's all that matters. Did you eat? Did you eat? Did you eat? Did What's you the eat? problem? Mm. <laughs> was there music? Mm. Mm. Okay, so it wasn't mm. your taste. I'm sorry. sorry. But got, this wasn't your wedding. I got married in sneakers. So oh, nice. Know, I said to my husband, I was like, baby. And her husband. Yeah, because you know what? My husband hates formal shoes. They hurt his feet. And I, at the time, had a, a toe infection. And I was like, oh, my God. Can you imagine me in high heels with this thing? Because I had stitches in my toe because oh. I had to remove the entire nail. It's like, please, ne? Me and my sneakers. And it saved us money because then I, I emailed um, Converse. I was like, can I please have free shoes? <laughs> <laughs> I will put you in a magazine. <laughs> and they gave me free shoes. So I wore white All-Stars and poor black All-Stars, my wedding party brown All-Stars. And everyone oh, was nice. happy. And I agree. Because at the end of the day, you guys still have to start your marriage. This is a wedding. People treat their wedding like it's the marriage. It's no, one day, Baba. It's one day. Okay, if you're black, it's five days. <laughs> Yeah, we, we made it in one. Did uh, you have? Did you have all one, the? Did one. you have the? All the different parts. Well, we, we only I changed one. halfway through into the traditional way. Um, we had decided to cut costs back, that we would combine everything together, and then have one. Nice. So it also took quite a bit of pressure off my back because in the white culture, it's big. The, it's on the bride. The entire mm, wedding is on the bride, mm. and it's got to be perfect. And then she has a nervous breakdown. A week before the wedding because the caterers haven't pulled the exact pastry she needed. Like, mm. it's food, okay? Yeah. And and that's my sort of personality is that, it, did you eat? Good. Did you have a good time? Fine. So, does it matter that the curtains were falling down? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I have family that I've now married into who are more about the details. So there was a bit of clashing on that one. But like my sister-in-law handled the decor. She did a beautiful job. I didn't have to worry about decor. Mm. My in-laws handled the food, which was far better on their part because I just eat because I, I have to. <laughs> I'm not one of these that love my food, but I married a man who does love his food. So um, I think the minute you start putting all this emphasis on this wedding mm. and not on the marriage, and we did marriage prep. If you're going to get married in the church, you have to go through marriage prep. And it's so important to kind of sit down and look at what is coming. Because three, four years down the line, there are going to be issues. Yeah. This this has been my favorite ever. I think I'm so glad you girls both came. <laughs> it was very, very touch and go there for a minute. I was very stressed. <laughs> to me, like the blacks arrived exactly two minutes past 12. <laughs> <laughs> if that arrived very early sitting over there, half past 11, wonderful. But I'm so glad because I think for me, this this show, and I told you at the beginning that this show is going to be perfect because this is the, this day for me is always about this. It's about how different you think you are. When you walked in here, you're like some random white girl and the, <laughs> and the, and the, the shared, the shared experiences, I think every woman, every woman in South Africa, every woman across the country, mm. across the world, mm. actually has a lot of shared experiences. Yeah. And having these conversations just maybe goes one way, one step towards feeding that same stomach. I like that. I'm going to tweet her that. I'm going to teach my girls that. <laughs> I'm going to be finding that image. I really love that. And I think this is, you. you've made my day, ladies. You totally made my day because this is this is exactly what Womanda is about. It's about girl power and it's all about being all grown up. And for a moment, for an hour, you know, sitting here sharing your stories has been absolutely fabulous. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for chatting with us. You can continue the conversation, dear listener, on cliffcentral.com. You can continue the conversation on Twitter with me underscore Morake Verified. <laughs> at Creative EV at Pumima Sheho 1 and <laughs> I will see you again next week same time um, next week it's month end and we'll be talking money we always talk money month end and I can see through the window here that the doctors are here the doctors are here coming up next it's the doctors thank you for tuning in to Womantla and see you again next week